Hi, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. And today we have the great honor and privilege of speaking with Dr. Gita Levenstein Carroll. Hi, Gita. Hi, Aaron. Great to see you. Great to see you too. Gita is the sustainability coordinator for the Boulder Valley School District in Colorado. She is a pioneer in advancing district level sustainability planning and initiatives, and her award winning work has touched tens of thousands of students and future leaders. Dr. Carroll's successes include defining a vision and goals for district wide environmental sustainability, receiving Board of Education approval for a policy that supports sustainability initiatives and significantly increasing renewable energy technologies, green building design strategies, and environmental awareness throughout the district. She received a PhD in environmental studies from the University of Colorado Boulder. And uh, Gita, it's such a joy to have this opportunity to speak with you today. And you know, one of the things I'm most excited to uh, discuss with you and share with our audience is that you've been really in the, in the trenches, you could say, in a school district making incredible transformation. And uh, what, what, if I might ask, what has been uh, motivating you uh, doing that work over the past several years? Oh, well, I mean, um, all of it. It's, it's very motivational and inspiring work to be doing, it particularly in the arena of, of education. So I did work at CU in higher ed doing this work for about seven years before this job and I've been here for 10 years and it seems to me it's the heart of the movement and the heart of where all this work takes place. Um, so I feel very fortunate to be doing work that I am passionate about in an area where you know it's, it's such a perfect fit. Um, I think you know, sustainability and just learning to be good stewards of our resources, first aware of our resources and how um, our everyday actions are linked to our planet and then being able to pass this on and um, create a generation of kids who are really thinking about this from the start is, is really exciting. That's absolutely wonderful yeah. and, and yeah. it's so great to be able to share your, your story with our audience and, you know, I'm struck by the, the position that you're in means you are interacting with and really working for so many different stakeholders, right? You've got the, uh, the Board of Education and others within the actual um, management structure of the school district. You've got, of course, a whole bunch of teachers, educators, and then you've got hundreds, thousands of students and their parents and families. I mean, it's an incredible nexus point really for this whole regional community, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and does that sometimes introduce complexities, would you say? Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of players and a lot of competing priorities. And um, it had, you know, to really fully integrate sustainability into our, our system, it, it needs to happen at all levels. Um, so I was you know, I was sort of brought in at the administrative level where we started by creating our sustainability plan and getting in board support for that, um, which was really important work. But meanwhile, there have been there has been recycling at our schools for you know more than two decades, and there had been work on the maintenance level to, to move toward more efficient lighting, and on our purchasing level to start purchasing paper with high recycled content. So it happens 
it needs to happen in all places. There's not one um, area where you can check off the box and the, you've solved the problem. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, good, we're yes, done. we're done, yes. Yeah, yeah. there's so much uh, incrementally and even sometimes in terms of really big steps that can yeah. happen and probably needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. What would you say if you were looking back over the last 10 years that you've been doing the work you're doing, what would you say mm -hmm. are uh, one or two of the accomplishments that you feel most proud of or that you feel have been really most innovative or impactful in the, in the school district? Yeah. Well, when I started this work uh, 10 years ago, really the first thing we did was to kind of uh, recognize all the awesome things that were going on, um, again, kind of at the district level. So while schools had been in, um, engrossed in a lot of these activities, there wasn't really a kind of district level commitment to recognizing and prioritizing that work. And then we created our sustainability management system, which is our plan for incorporating sustainability into um, operations and, and um, curriculum. And I think that was really the right place to start given where we were. Um, it just gave the opportunity at a high level to, again, kind of recognize the work, coordinate as an organizational system around the work. So we had, you know, as part of creating that plan, we brought in community members, we brought in staff, we brought in maintenance, teachers, students, um, University of Colorado Boulder and other local partners who are, you know, also working toward integrating sustainability and also, you know, partners like EcoCycle who are working to support the work um, through partnerships. Um, so it, it gave us that opportunity to just align what we were doing and create meaningful and measurable goals. So it was the first time we had, you know, our maintenance people talking with people from CU about things like, um, net zero energy or being climate ready as an organization. So it was, it was pretty groundbreaking um, and a great place to start for that reason. So where our sustainability plan, we decided our, in the most important areas for us to focus on were our buildings. Um, so how we were operating and um, in our construction program, what, what types of things we were doing to incorporate sustainability materials. So that looks at what we're purchasing all the way to our waste diversion efforts. Um, transportation, so how our community is getting to and from our schools and how we're supporting sustainable transportation. And then, of course, education, which is the heart of what we're doing um, and, you know, creating opportunities for green teams in the school, integrating sustainability into curriculum, um, and also under education includes how we're communicating about sustainability. Um, so once we had this plan, it allowed us to do things like, you know, in our monthly newsletter now to staff, we have a sustainability column and things like that go a long way just in terms of kind of how it's integrated into the culture as an important priority for the um, So that's one thing I would say is, you know, I'm proud of and I think it was the right place for us to start and really laid the, the groundwork for our, the direction we wanted to go. It's really amazing. Yeah. What, a, what a outline and, um, framework that you've created and are working in. I imagine that could be useful to some others in other communities that are in similar uh, positions or perhaps even thinking about creating similar positions that would help their school districts. You know, I, I'm struck, by the way, how many, about how many schools are in the district? I don't know that number. We have 56 schools. 56, that's really yeah. cool. Uh -huh. And I'm, I'm struck by your mention of the uh, collaborative relationship with the university Mm -hmm. uh, and I imagine for many uh, uh, other communities out there, 
they may be able to similarly partner with a university that is nearby or reasonably close by uh, mm -hmm. for them to leverage off of and, and, and take advantage of some of the resources and capabilities that might exist at that institution. It sounds like that's been part of your strategy. Absolutely. I mean, partnerships in general are a huge part of why we've had the success that we've had here. Um, but it is unique that we're in a university town, and I absolutely agree that, um, you know, I think that higher ed is maybe a little bit further along than K-12, although we're catching up in terms of our thinking around sustainability and planning for it. So they can be a great partner in that way and that they might have, you know, already done some of the thinking and work and can help support that. Um, and then even to the level of the, you know, every semester I have interns from the university who help support this work too. So, you know, one of the barriers is in the time and money, but I'm able to partner with the university and they get college credit and help, you know, do the work actually here in K-12 and give them the experience. So it's, um, on so many levels, it's been a um, remarkable um, collaborative effort with the university. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful to hear. Yeah. Um, so I, I have to ask, because as I think you're aware, uh, many of us in the Why on Earth community ecosystem have a, a real passion for soil gardening and, and that aspect of cultivating uh, stewardship, regeneration, mm -hmm. and health and well-being in our, in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, in addition to, it sounds like you've done a lot of um, curriculum-related work for inside the classroom, are you seeing students in the district uh, getting out and hands in soil, out to nature, forests, whatever it might be? Um, absolutely. Um, we are seeing more and more opportunities around that, and I think that that's you know, exactly where you need to start when you're dealing with um, K-12 students is getting them outdoors and connecting with nature, and you know, they're inherently excited and supportive of you know, doing that kind of thing. So it, um, it's a wonderful fit. So we have gardens, and I think about two-thirds of our schools, so that's one example of um, how we're connecting kids outdoors. And in a lot of our schools, they're, again, working with community partners to really integrate that garden into the curriculum, into their learning, making sure that all the students are getting out um, at some point, hopefully multiple times during the year, and working in the garden. Um, in most cases, we are being able to use some of the food in the garden and um, in our lunch rooms, um, where our food service program is amazing and um, has done a lot in support of eating local food and um, fresh foods. And so not only working with the gardens, but taking field trips to local farmers um, and learning where the food comes from and grows and having a chance to chat with the farmers. Um, I think in some cases farmers have come into the lunchroom where the kids have gotten to meet the farmers who are actually growing the food. Um, so really a lot of exciting work happening there. Um, through our bonding construction program we've been able to create some outdoor learning spaces in some of our schools and that's a really cool way. You know schools, some of them are actually classrooms that are outdoors that could be used as um, and some of them are just you know, cool spaces that kids can use and explore during um, free time, but really important. Um, and and our partners, I mean, we we have really exciting opportunities um, for our schools. For example, all of our second graders have an opportunity to go to Sombrero Marsh, um, which is nearby and located, and they get to learn about wetlands and. Um, the water cycle and the, you know, they have an amazing view of actually where the water is coming from <laughs> for this community when they're there. Um, and 
other, you know, other really cool opportunities. So again, it's not to say that we have it nailed and it's as integrated as we would like, but it's a really important piece of what we're doing. That's so wonderful to hear. Yeah. Um, are you getting an echo on your end in the, in the audio? I don't think so. Are you? If it's okay. not showing up on your end, I'm not going to okay. about it. Okay. Um, so let me ask in the years that you've been doing this, I mean, it sounds like you've had so many beautiful successes on so many levels and I've got almost a page full of notes here that I've taken as you've been talking. Um, what, what have been some of the challenges? What, what might you be bumping into now or, or in the recent past that you hope will be resolved going forward? Yeah. Well, I think the challenges in general come down to challenges that a lot of initiatives might have is just time and money. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for example, I mean, we're in the middle of a huge bonding construction um, program right now, and we are so fortunate that the community has passed and you know voted to give money to support construction and improvements in our schools. Um, but in, we, the money was passed, um, the bond uh, was passed several years ago, and already it's a very different market than when when the projects were defined. So um, budgets are very tight, and we have a lot of competing priorities here at the school district, all very important. So when it gets down to it, you know, we might not be able to fund the best, you know, most efficient um, heating, ventilation, and cooling system for a school um, because we have to make the choice to yeah, use the one that has less upfront costs, even though, you know, in the long term, that might be a more efficient solution. So we have to make hard decisions like that. Um, and with unlimited money, we could create, I think, amazing facilities that were net zero energy and ample daylighting and access to the outdoors, you know, um, but we, we are doing a lot, but I think we could go even further if money wasn't an issue. <laughs> right. um, yeah, so that's, that's an ongoing challenge. Um, and then I think you know, time, just time um, and support. So like I said at the beginning, there's no one box you can check to make this happen and you're done. And it really takes champions everywhere at all levels. So we've come up with um, some really exciting programs like our shared energy savings program where um, schools can voluntarily sign up to basically compete to reduce energy. Um, so they commit to auditing their school, taking some follow-up action, and we provide them tools for doing this, um, educating their schools, and then actually competing to reduce energy. So we have a, um, a dashboard where they can see live energy data and they can see how they're doing, and it gets the, the kids and the teachers all involved in exciting ways, and they come up with things that we would not come up with. Um, but we can have a great program, but if there isn't somebody at the schools, you know, to take this on or to really support it, it's not gonna go anywhere. So, you know, just having, um, and the schools have an enormous amount <laughs> that they need to accomplish in every day, you know, just meeting the standards and testing. And, um, you know, there's a lot of priorities that are very important, um, but it's, you know, there's only so much time in the day. So, yeah. Collaborating, as you're saying, within the, the community uh, where the school district is situated has been a really important strength uh, in all of these efforts. And I'm struck that uh, you recently shared with me this organization, Green Apple, greenapple.org, mm -hmm. and, and the way in which they are helping to connect wonderful projects and leadership in communities all over. 
And uh, I, I looked at the website, greenapple.org. I really encourage the audience, please check it out. There's a lot there. Um, in terms of the programs, they're highlighting days of service, days of action. Uh, what, tell, tell me, how has Green Apple been an important resource to you and how are you seeing it uh, getting traction and utilization in, in communities all over the place? Yeah, well, I think it's um, an awesome resource. It does a lot of things. It helps recognize the great work that's going on at students and, or at schools, and it helps connect communities. And so people can see that it's not just their school, their school's doing this all over the world at this point. I think it's an international resource. Um, it does provide uh, on some limited basis, some grant funds that schools can apply for to get um, kickstart some of these things. Um, so I think, you know, we're in a place now with the, um, with the Green Schools Network and there's a National Green Schools Conference um, where there's more resources than I've seen to kind of support and recognize these efforts and help get them off the ground, no matter where you are. And, and you know, it also provides examples. So if you don't happen to have a composting hauler in your community, that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you could get started um, to support composting or recognizing that food waste is an issue in your school. And so you can see how people are handling these um, types of things in all different types of communities. So it's really, really great and powerful tool. That's so wonderful. I noticed on their, on their website, uh, they encourage folks to share projects by shouting out via social media using the hashtag uh, Green Apple Day. So it's hashtag Green Apple Day uh, to get connected in with some of the programming that they have going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and they've already affected three and a half million students, 900,000 volunteers, uh, 80 countries it looks like they're active in. So what, what an amazing resource for folks to know about and take advantage of. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you something else, Gita. So I know uh, you have a very busy day uh, as the sustainability coordinator for a district with 56 schools, mm -hmm. and you're also a mother. Yeah. And you have two uh, school-aged kids. Mm -hmm. um, Tell me, if, if we were to uh, take a walk in the day of the life of Gita, what, what does it look like for you when you're not working and with the family? And uh, how, how is sustainability woven into the fabric of your yeah. life overall? Yeah, well, um, we love to get outside as a family. And again, I think that's the starting point. And that's where, you know, if you're going to be passionate about this area, you've, it's, that's where it's got to start, is, is the connection to the outdoors. Um, so we take family walks, um, we go on family bike rides, we have a garden at our home that the kids are responsible for watering, and then we help harvest and you know, integrate that into what we're eating. Um, yeah, um, yeah, we, I mean, we live in a community where we are able to recycle and compost at home, and um, the kids are also responsible for hauling that out in the each week for when it's trash day and compost day. Um, yeah, but it's, I, I, my kids go to school in the district where I work. Um, so they're always asking me, you know, how their school compares. Are, are they the greenest and are they doing an okay job? Um, so they like to hear about programs that we're working on that impact their schools, like putting in water bottle fillers to make it easier to refill water bottles or being a green star school where they can compost at the school. Um, um, and then it's always fun when I'm there for a program, giving a presentation and you know, <laughs> right. to the right. audience. Yes. 
Well, no. that's, a, that's an example, I think, of the really beneficial form of competition that can kick in with people even at a very young age to have this sense of, hey, how is our school performing relative to others? For example, what a beautiful way to tune the kids into uh, uh, an aspirational framework that is, is for the benefit of the community, the environment, and the broader world. Yeah. Yeah, we actually just this year, I'm um, pretty excited, we're launching green report cards. So we have a, a green report card that the schools haven't seen yet, but um, where we've, you know, just noted all the areas where whether they have a garden and an active green team and what their energy use level is. And again, it's like Green Apple Day to just really recognize the great work that's happening at the schools and then give them an opportunity to um, increase the <laughs> That's so wonderful. Well, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm curious, are the criteria that you're using for the green report cards available is that something you guys will make available oh, absolutely yeah what a great additional resource that others could uh, look at and perhaps emulate yeah yeah and i think i mean you know recognizing the work is great i have to have um our shared savings program where um, the winners now do get a portion back of their electricity savings but we also have this traveling trophy Nice. Where we've been doing this for eight years, so if you win, you get your name on it. This was our first winner, Arapahoe Campus, um, and then our winner last year was Heatherwood Elementary. So you get your name on it, you get to keep it for the year, and then I get it back, um, and I have it now because we're in between school years. Um, so little things like this, I think, can go a long way. You know, this isn't expensive or hard to do, and it's something that the you know the schools are excited about. And once they win it, they're they want to work hard the next year to keep it again. So it's um, yeah. a great way to recognize, yeah. Well, certainly educators and, and parents uh, know that recognizing achievement and reinforcing uh, that kind of behavior is, is one of the keys to moving, you know, in the direction we want to be moving, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, you know, where you can join the party instead of create your own party. So, you know, if school's already having an event, come to that to be able to share the sustainability efforts instead of trying to create a whole new thing, just because as we talked about, time is tight and resources are tight. So that's a good way to integrate into what's already going on. Um, even further. Well, I love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful message. Mm -hmm. With that, I might just take a quick minute to remind our audiences that uh, this is the Why on Earth Communities Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series. And we are talking today with Dr. Gita Carroll, the Sustainability Coordinator for the Boulder Valley School District in Colorado. And I want to be sure to mention that uh, folks can connect uh, with you and your work using Twitter at GreenBVSD for Boulder Valley School District. So that's at GreenBVSD. And uh, for any of you folks who would like to take advantage of some really special groovy deals and discounts on the Why on Earth uh, ebooks and audiobook products, be sure to use the code podcast when you go to whyonearth.org market. We've got a lot of great resources for you there and hope you'll take advantage of that. Um, my goodness, this whole notion of, of joining the party and not trying to recreate uh, parties on our own is one that shows up for me in a bunch of different circles, whether I'm speaking with educators, uh, professionals, consultants, even even parents, right, and grandparents. And it seems to me in part because of the amazing communication technologies and other tools that we have at our disposal, 
Gita, that, that we really do have this opportunity to do more and more and more collaborating and layering of uh, collaboration in our communities. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much there that I think that we can just build on and engage in. And so it, it doesn't have to be intimidating. It's, you know, it's, it's happening and we can, we can all jump in and be part of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so fun. Yes. Well, I um, want to invite you to share any, any last thoughts or perhaps even words of advice to to other you know, professionals and parents, folks who might be working in school districts as well specifically. Is there anything that, uh, that you'd like to share with folks? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that there's a, a growing amount of support and network out there um, that people can, can tap into. So the, um, the Department of Education has a recognition um, program for schools and districts doing this work and the Center for Green Schools has scholarships um, that can help support sustainability um, professionals in schools and districts to do this work. Um, so, you know, more than ever, I think there's, you know, opportunities to engage. There's a, the National Green Schools um, Conference is taking place in Minneapolis this spring, and that's an opportunity to bring together thought leaders and on the ground heroes that are kind of working every day to bring sustainability into action at the schools. Um, so it's, it's a great time to get involved and, you know, you don't have to be a parent or in the schools to be able to help support a program or the work that's going on. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Gita. Well, and I also want to mention before we sign off that folks can learn more about the work you're doing at the Boulder Valley School District uh, on the web at uh, bvsd.org slash green. Yeah, a lot of wonderful links and resources there as well. Awesome. Yeah, we have links to our, our sustainability plans on that website and then resources, both local and nationally, and um, a lot of other information about our program. So it's like a great place to start. Thank you. Well, oh my goodness, uh, Gita, it's been so great connecting with you today. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share this with folks. My my profound hope is that uh, folks and communities all over will benefit from some of your recommendations and the example in the, in the work that you've been doing for several years now. So thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Appreciate it. Take care. Uh, you too. Thank <laughs> you.